Today's video is sponsored by Balesa. Stay tuned for details about our giveaway. Hello, my dudes. Welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis. Today, I want to talk about feeling old online, age, and the internet. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I bet everyone watching this has been called old as an insult at some point, whether they are 60 or 20. Especially on social media where young people dominate, you could just be minding your own business and someone will call you the most decrepit being they've ever seen. Or if they're not directly insulting you, it's more of a backhanded compliment. For example, whenever this TikToker, Hey Miss Kelsey, mentions her age, commenters are like, oh, I can't believe it. You look so young. She's 29. I've seen so many creators experience this, it seems like we all have internalized ageism so badly that many of us can't imagine someone being confident, dressing joyfully, or living their best life past the age of 30. That is wild. The media, and especially social media, are so anti-aging. Aging is the worst thing that could happen to you, especially if you're a feminine presenting person. Like, the popular narrative about men is that they age pretty well. They age like fine wine. As men get older, they get promoted they gain money and power. Getting a dad bod and some salt and pepper hair is the best. You'll be voted sexiest man alive. And I know that's not true to the experience of every man, but it's the story we're told. For women though, if you are over the age of 30, you're ancient, past your prime. If you're single, you're a tragic spinster. You're a mom? Congrats, that is your entire identity and purpose. Regardless, you better hope to maintain your beauty because if you're not desirable, you are not valuable. Inevitably, as you age, you will just fade into the background and disappear. Ageism and misogyny, they go hand in hand. So we're sold endless anti-aging products and procedures that promise to make us look younger. We are constantly resisting and fighting the passage of time, which in some ways I totally understand because getting older can be difficult and scary. Life is pain, but also maybe we could benefit from seeing more of the good. There is good that comes with getting old, shockingly. No, really, I don't think we see enough representation of other life stages beyond 30. Especially when you get outside the traditional path of marriage, kids, white picket fence. What can our 40s, 50s, and beyond look like? So I guess a goal of mine for this video is to encourage us all to try to watch, interact with, and get to know more older people. We can benefit a lot from intergenerational relationships, even if only online. Before we continue, this portion of today's video is sponsored by Balesa. Balesa is a bi-woman company on a mission to get everyone to embrace, explore, and celebrate their sexuality. We are doing a giveaway today. Everyone who signs up with their email will win something from gift cards to free vibrators. Today, I'm going to show you a few of my recent favorites. Ketchup and mustard. No, actually. <laughs> this is the Demi Wand, and this is the Air Vibe. They are both made from body-safe silicone and ABS plastic. They are 100% waterproof and submersible, and they come in these fantastic charging cases. I love them. It's just such a great way to store them, keep them safe, but also to charge them 
in a cute, low-key way. These could be chilling on the counter somewhere and you wouldn't even know. So the Demi, I love wands. They are so versatile, they're beginner-friendly, but also they're a classic, they're for everybody. The material feels really nice, it's very soft, and look, that neck is flexible. So you can get whatever angle or pressure you want. And the Air Vibe, this has suction, and vibration, and you can control them separately. The shape is adjustable as well. I just love that you can use each feature one at a time if you want, or both together. Anything is possible. If you are shopping for any new toys soon, I would highly recommend checking out Belessa. They have a huge variety. There are endless options to choose from. And again, do not forget to enter the giveaway. Why not? Click the link in my description, enter your email address, and Belessa will send you an email letting you know what you've won, whether that is a gift card or a free toy. Thank you, Belessa, and enjoy. So getting back into it, I actually had a similar idea topic on my list for years. Like initially I wanted to talk about the funny old person trope on social media. Accounts like Grandma Droniac or Batty Winkle. The trope basically is old people acting young, dressing young, doing TikTok dances. These kinds of accounts seem to typically be run by that older person's kid or grandkid. A lot of it is scripted, of course. It gives me the same vibe as toddlers saying grown-up things. Things. It's funny because they're not acting their age. Here's the thing. I like it when it's genuine. Like kids really do say the darndest things. Old people can say hilarious things as well. I asked the guy in the deli if he could give me a sample of one of these. One of these potato wedges. I thought he'd give me a little tiny sliver, you know. Look at this. This is a sample. He hooked me up. So anyway, there is the funny old person trope. There's also the sweet old person trope. You know these videos of just like wholesome old people. Old people acting old. They're everyone's favorite grandparent. Maybe they're a little confused. They don't know how to use technology. Again, some of these videos can be very sweet. I love them. And then some of them veer more into like infantilization of elderly people. There is a thing called benevolent ageism. Anyway, I can't speak to how real or authentic any of those accounts are, but overall I just found it odd that so much of the representation of older people online comes down to these more one-dimensional elderly characters. So in writing this video, I started to pay more attention to who do I follow? What do the older creators on my feed talk about? What do they do? And can I find creators that align with my beliefs and my interests? Or are we incompatible simply because maybe a few decades separate us? If you are into lifestyle content and you're looking for some older creators to follow, you are in luck. Typically, the most popular lifestyle creators making beauty, fashion, and fitness content are all kind of under 30. And they can be great, of course. But if you happen to reach a point where all the creators you follow are younger than you, it can make you feel bad. It's like when you're a teenager and all the up-and-coming pop stars are your age. Then suddenly you wake up and all the new stars are a decade younger than you. I'm just saying, if following and comparing yourself to young influencers makes you feel bad in any way, less confident or like it's too late for you to be like them, I recommend trying to be more intentional in seeking out creators that are your age or older. If lifestyle content is all about inspiration, older creators can help you feel more motivated and excited about your current and future future life instead of constantly being reminded that you are not 17 anymore. And that brings me to this TikTok from the lovely Chelsea Fagan, which was also a very big influence for this video. But a couple years ago, I made the decision to only follow women over the age of 50 on social media.
media. Now, part of this is because I think we live in a deeply ageist society and that can have impacts on things like self-perception, body image, fear of aging, all of that. But it's also because like the older women who are creating this content, at least in my experience, are living their fucking best lives. They're also like reinventing themselves. They're picking up hobbies. They're um, forming these really deep relationships, learning new things. They're doing all of the stuff that we are constantly told in overt and subliminal ways just stop happening for women after a certain age. I love this philosophy and I think it's a really great way to actively fight against, you know, the algorithms and the media that tends to put that pressure on us to remain youthful forever. Chelsea is currently 34, so she's not even following her own peers. She is intentionally going out of her way to surround herself with content made by women who are 15 or 20 years older than her. That's just such a such a different perspective than you would get if you were only following people in your own age group. A little social media following experiment. And of course, none of this is like out of pity. I'm not saying like, go follow those old sad people. Give grandma a thumbs up on her Facebook post. Au contraire, these women are literally living their best lives and it is just awesome to witness. This kind of content can give you a positive vision of the future, things to look forward to, so you can get excited for all the wonderful things that can come with age. Again, it's a very powerful contrast to the popular narrative that you should just feel like you're slipping closer and closer into the grave with every day that passes. No. We will resist. But basically when I open up my social media every day, I am just greeted by a feed of women who are showing me that I have so much to look forward to in this life and that it ain't over till it's over, baby. Anyway, let's get into some of it. This is still lifestyle content, so you see the typical niches, but through the lens of being an older woman. Of course, we have beauty and makeup, skincare. We this episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com have wonderful fashion creators. There's a lot of discourse about dressing your age. I'm 40, and someone recently told me that I didn't dress my age, and I didn't look my age. I both disagree, and I kind of don't understand. Because, like, what's a 40-year-old supposed to look like? I'm 40, and this is how I dress. Therefore, I look my age. I think that's just kind of the end of it. I don't dress cool to impress men. I dress cool so that when a young girl passes me, she thinks being older is not a fearful thing. I women can have a gray hair and wrinkles yet still look confident and cool and be excited about growing older. Gray hair and tattoos. My name is Lonnie. I'm so excited. I am going to show you fashion. I'm going to show you fun. I am going to show you what it's like to be 56. When I turned 40, I decided that I could dress any way I wanted to. Why not? It makes life much more fun. This is one of the myths of ageism, that there's a certain way that a person looks at any given age, and that's just not true. There's no such thing as a standardized way that a 67-year-old looks or a 57-year-old looks. There's so many factors that are 
contributing to the way that we age, including genetics, exposure to the sun, where we live, our skin tone, our ethnicity. The pressure to age gracefully is an ever-present issue, and I'd like to unpack that a little bit. What does aging gracefully even mean? Is aging gracefully about being natural? Is it about pursuing the perfect, subtle treatments, striking that impossible balance of getting work done without looking like you did? Or is aging gracefully more about your attitude, about accepting that it's inevitable and just letting it wash over you? I don't know. I'm sure that it means different things to different people. It's just funny that on top of all these other pressures, we're told that aging is terrifying and our value as people is going to drop, yet we're also expected to go through that process gracefully. In society's eyes, you're evaporating into thin air. Don't take it badly. I get a lot of videos on TikTok about how to age gracefully, elegantly. It's always these older women in creams and whites showing out their beautifully coiffed gray hair with teens in the comments losing their minds like, oh my god, you're 70? You look like you still have societal value. I have no interest in aging gracefully. I want to age eccentrically. I want to try chunky necklaces and decide they're ultimately not for me. I want to wear cheetah print to my grave. I want smile lines so deep, you know I'd be fun to talk to at a dinner party. I love that and I like to think I will be more more that. I'm going to be the funky older lady. Happily. Now I want to give a shout out to probably my favorite part of the Aging Gracefully content conversation. The gray hair movement. Of course people do start getting gray hair at any time. A lot of these TikTok creators are in their 20s or 30s. But yeah, personally I think the grown out gray hair looks so badass. Like I want that someday. It is genuinely such a beautiful and powerful look. But most of all I love what the process means to the people going through it. You know the beauty standard. Cover your grays. Hide them. Pluck them. Touch up your roots every few weeks. Don't let any gray peek out or you're going to look old. The worst thing on the planet. Looking old. So these women know that beauty standard. They see it. But even then, and even sometimes with unsupportive husbands, boo, these women still decide no. I'm gonna stop dyeing my hair. I'm bored of it. It takes too much time, too much money. Or maybe I just want to experiment. I want to see what I would look like with my hair growing out of my head the way it does. How might I feel? So they bravely start this years-long process. You've got to grow out like an entirely new head of hair. And every step of the way, people are telling them to stop. Please, please dye your hair again. It looks bad. You look old. And looking through all those TikToks, it made me so happy to see someone come to the end of their journey, a fully grown out look. And even earlier than that, to see them get a few inches of growth and to be excited, to feel so confident. They like how they look, but it's also kind of about the challenge, the mental and emotional journey. Doing something you want despite what everyone else says. It's not even really about the hair itself. It's more about having the audacity. I love it. Anyway, my point is I am so happy to see people thrive in whatever they value, be it discovering a new hobby, embracing their gray hair, wearing clothes that finally make them feel happy and confident, happily dating or not dating as an older person. We love to see it. Next, let's get into the age of invisibility. I think we're all well aware of the ageism in media. In Hollywood, we hear all kinds of stories about older actresses, as in over 30, struggling to be cast for anything other than a mom or a grandma role. Catherine O'Hara was only 36 when she played Kevin's mom, right? You probably thought she was older. The equivalent today would be Lindsay Lohan playing Kevin's mom. But for a long time, if you were not the 20-something-year-old bombshell, then you automatically became the 40-something-year-old mother. What is the true realistic life for a 36-year-old woman? For a long time, that age group was invisible because now you're over 30 and you peers with Uncle Frank. 
So of course, this is very disappointing and frustrating for performers themselves, but it also really matters for representation. As I mentioned earlier, it's very common for women to start to feel invisible after 30 or 40. The lack of representation of those ages feeds into it, deepens that fear of aging. It's the fear of the unknown. You could be fine with getting older in theory, but what will I do? What's my purpose? What is my life going to look like? From Helena Fitzgerald for Wired, there are so many stories about coming of age, so many fables about the transition between childhood and adulthood. There are far fewer stories, however, about the next great and mysterious transition, the crossing from youth to the next thing after it. What happens after our 20s? We have so little media representation of life in your 30s and beyond, and that's even worse if you are child-free or single. Again, traditional markers of success are get married, have kids. So single, child-free women face a lot of stigma for not hitting those benchmarks that we expect. How could you possibly have a fulfilling life without marriage or children? Though statistically, single, child-free women are happier and live longer. So that's interesting. Obviously, there's so much that goes into that. A lot of factors, demographic things, location, wealth, and race, they all play a role. But regardless, if those statistics are true, and anecdotally they seem to be, anyone who lives in a way that conflicts with the traditional path is expected to end up unfulfilled and miserable. So that's another super important part of these older creators. They can be that representation. They can show that being older, single, child-free, can be not only not bad, but like incredible. It can be wonderful. And then even beyond that, though we see lots of like mommy content and family content, we don't often hear other parts of the life story. What is life like if your spouse passes away or you get divorced? What is it like being an empty nester? So many people are experiencing these things and and they're not being talked about in that way. It's very alienating. So again, when looking at the older, older creators I follow, some of whom are only a teeny bit older than me, I found that a huge common theme is domestic labor, which is another thing on my ideal list for another time. It's funny because I am married to a man and I do want to have kids. You would think these conversations about careless husbands and nightmare dads would terrify me, scare me away from it. But no, really, it is so helpful. First of all, my husband is truly a fantastic partner and we do have a fair split in our households. But still, there are always things to work on. There are always things to talk about. And these creators have really helped me figure out how to have those conversations, what things to look out for, what even counts as labor, things that you don't even give yourself credit for. And then, of course, yeah, in our future, when we have kids, hopefully, how can we make sure we navigate that in a fair, equitable way that doesn't leave me as a mom, as a shell of a person, which so, so frequently happens, unfortunately. These topics can be scary and depressing and infuriating, but they're so valuable and they need to be said. Not talking about them doesn't erase them from happening. And again, I am so grateful for these creators who have already taught me so much. Okay, final thoughts. As we reach the end of this video, you might be watching this thinking, yeah, aging is sunshine and rainbows. Psych, it's terrifying. And I totally hear you. As motivating and inspiring as positive, you know, content about aging can be, we need to be exposed to all parts of life, the good and the bad. From this Wired article by Amelia Tate, one possible solution is exposure. Ashton Applewhite says, there are literally studies that show the more you know about aging, the less fear it holds. We also need to dismantle the false idea that we have the most in common with people our own age. 
And I think that's really important. Again, the more we talk about these things, maybe the less terrifying they will seem. I did another survey for this video with my audience. And one of the questions I asked was, what are your top fears in regard to aging? So feel free to read this chart. Most of my respondents were in their 20s and 30s, but hopefully it's still enlightening, even though it's not a perfect sample size. But what do you expect? This is not a stats channel. Feel free to share your takeaways from this, but I saw basically three top fears across all ages, declining health over time, death of loved ones, and not having enough money to retire. You know, sickness and death are inevitable, but um, if only there were like some kind of a government or something that could help us with that retirement issue and make sure everyone can live and retire in dignity. That's for another video. Ultimately, what surprised me most looking at these responses, I, I kept expecting maybe things to be drastically different as you age. Oh, are young people going to be most afraid of looking old? Is that their biggest priority? But no, instead, I saw that a lot of these issues are universal fears regardless of age. And I think we would just benefit from having more conversations about these things. Often we don't talk about these until we're middle aged. We're in the throes of it. Maybe it would be helpful and comforting if we talked about these issues earlier in life and more regularly, more openly. Hence my whole point for this video, we can all benefit from more intergenerational contact. We are, dare I say, stronger together. <laughs> and lastly, another quote from Helena Fitzgerald. I never felt young enough, not even when I was very young. I've always felt like I was losing the game. Perhaps this is because the game is rigged to isolate us from one another and to obstruct the creation of communities, including online ones, that might foster real and radical change across generations and social media habits. That's a banger. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And yes, I am in a hotel room. Um, we moved out of our last place and we are in the process of finding a new place and I'm feeling very in between. But we will be settled again soon, hopefully. Thanks again to today's sponsor, Belessa. Please be sure to enter that giveaway. And lastly, I've got to give a shout out to my sweet patrons. If you want to support the channel and you are able to, please check it out. I make bonus videos. Occasionally, I'm able to post videos a little bit early for patrons. And extra thank yous to my executive producer tier. We have Uwu Face, Abby Hayden, Chloe Noel, Freshly Laundered, Ivy Adam, Jackie King, Jeanette B, Jill Hoffman, Julie Leva, Matthew Gray, Megan Collins, MyCat33, Morgan Tisa, Nicole Louise, Sarah Kemi, Stevie May, Treffa, and VivianOladun.com. Thank you for being patrons. All right, that is all. Stay tuned for future internet analysis videos. And if you didn't see my last video, it's about ingredient households, talking about food, the ways we're raised, and how that affects us in our later life. Okay, that's all. Okay, thanks. Bye.